So it's the afternoon of Memorial Day, May 28th. Um, this morning we went to the Memorial Day parade in Midland. Midland always has a great Memorial Day parade. What's really weird is like, you ever notice how time just speeds up? It seems like the older I get, particularly, time speeds up. There's a couple things that, that reminded me of this. The Memorial Day Parade is, is a, a landmark within the year. We've been doing the same thing. We have this tradition where we go to the same park and sit at the same, you know, the very same spot every year. And, and it's, it's a great tradition. Midland puts on a pretty great parade for a, a smallish town, you know, 40-some thousand people. Um, and it's fun. It, there's a park there. The boys have been playing in that park on Memorial Day forever. And and now uh, my nephew marches in the marching band that I used to march in. It's all it's all wickedly nostalgic. But okay, so there's like the Shriners have those little cars. You've probably seen those before. They're like miniature cars. And um, when I saw those cars come come through, it hit me like, man, it seems like. You know, the last time I saw them, which was last year at this time, it seems like that was just like a week and a half ago. Like, it was super weird that, that the, like, that very moment, I was like, man, that really, that really went fast. Like, this year has just flown by. And then I realized that I had just, like, it had only been a month before that last time I saw them that I started this podcast. So this podcast has been going for a year and a month or so, and I know I'm not as consistent about it as I am with the dental hack stuff, but hit home that the years are moving by quickly, like kind of creepy, actually. I know that, for instance, like in the wintertime in Michigan, you probably heard me complain about it. It's dark and it's cold and I'm getting sick of it. And and, uh, I don't tolerate it as well now as I used to. But what's really funny is like, so you're always hanging on for summer. And like I blink my eyes and shoot, summer's here. We're in the we're in the high eighties, early you know low, high eighties or low nineties basically for the last three days. Uh, so we've you know we've got summer essentially or summer weather. And so I spend my entire year saying, oh, I can't wait till summer. Now summer's here. I don't want to waste my time with it. It's just crazy. So the time is flying. I I there are times in your life where it seems like the the it never you know it moves slowly. But boy oh boy, the older I get. Um, it just feels like it's moving by fast. So uh, I hope you enjoyed your holiday if you took one or if you did anything. In Michigan, it's typically like kind of the unofficial start of summer is Memorial Day because you get that day off and a lot of people go up north. I did not this year. Um, I think I did last year. We didn't this year. I got, I've been getting a lot of work done, actually, um, and so is my wife on the farm. Now, since my last episode of the Alan Mead experience, the dental hacks has gone through a huge change in a good way. Uh, we uh, last week started releasing the dental hacks daily podcast. So if you listen to the dental hacks, you've seen that come across your feed. That's Monday through Thursday, uh, short episodes focused couple, couple guests per episode talking about very focused topics. It's really fun. It's cool. I've, I've enjoyed putting them together and looking forward to your feedback. So Alan Mead Experience peeps, if you uh, would do me the solid of just letting me know, even in the Alan Mead Experience Facebook group, if you want, uh, if you like it, you don't like it. The only real complaint I've heard so far is, is we have some some music in the background and that some people find that distracting. Um, but I'd like to know how you feel because interestingly, the downloads have been decent for the daily, but last week's regular episode, the download numbers were really down. Now, 
I don't know if it's because we didn't have a guest listed on the title. I never know why stuff is down. It's also a, a weekend with a holiday. Who knows? So, you know, like what I don't want to do is be shooting myself in the foot, putting out these daily episodes and then killing the other podcast. I would love to hear some honest feedback about that because we're, you know, basically I, I, uh, the whole idea is to have lots of people listen to it and, and enjoy it. And if it's, we're making it less enjoyable, I guess I'd like to know that. So feedback would be appreciated. Again, if you're not in the Alan Mead Experience Facebook group, uh, go to Facebook and just search Alan Mead Experience, ask for an invite, and we're going to require you to give me a password. And there's one of two passwords you can use. You can use Premier or you can use Cosmodent, and we'll get you in. It's a good group, a small group of trusted people. Now, the other thing we've got going at the Dental Hacks, and this is something, again, that I'm very proud of, it's turned out to be like a dream come true, is the Dental Hacks website was relaunched at the same time last Monday, so a week from a week ago today. And basically, it's not just the place where we keep the show notes, which is what it has essentially always been for the last, goodness, four years, June 14th. So like in two weeks, we will have been doing this for four years, which is crazy. But um, that's what we use the website for mostly, just to put the show notes. Well, now we are using our extended Dental Hacks community as sort of a multi-author blog. And you'll notice that there's a lot of good stuff there. A lot of good stuff there. We've got, uh, we've got satire. We've got uh, informational stuff, stuff on clinical dentistry, stuff on practice management. We've got all kinds of – I'm very proud of what we're doing there. We've got lots of great authors. And uh, I just wish you'd go over there and check it out, dentalhacks.com. Let me again. Let me know what you think. Uh, let me know if you think you want to be part of it. If you think you've got something you can offer, uh, something like that, we'd love to hear about that. And then the last thing I've got going, <laughs> this is nuts. Um, so for the longest time, probably for the last I don't know two and a half to three years, I was using an iMac uh, to record my podcasting stuff. In the iMac, it was an older iMac, but I didn't I didn't feel like I stressed it out too much, but like, I don't know, four days ago, I came downstairs and it, it was like something was going on with a video card. And then all of a sudden it just died. It just, I can't, it turns on, but like, there's no video. And so I can't, probably it needs to be repaired, but here's the deal. So all the stuff that's on it, I can't really get to anyhow. I can't, uh, I can't remote into it either because it doesn't allow me to log in. It's just very weird. I, I don't know what's going on with it. I need to have it repaired, but I also Basically, I did not have the time or the luxury to have it repaired. So, because on Wednesday, uh, like two days from now, we have maybe the biggest interview we've ever done uh, coming up. Just, I'll let the Alan Mead experience in on it. I'm not sure when we're going to play the interview, but we're interviewing uh, a guy by the name of Dr. Frank Spear and his uh, his partner, Dr. Greg Kinzer. We have both those guys on Wednesday night, which is pretty pretty monumental. It's pretty cool. Actually, that'll be... If you listen to this the day that it comes out, it'll be an inter- the interview will be tonight. So we're pretty excited about it. What I was uncomfortable with is the idea of not having a computer. The, the last thing you want to do is change up what you've been doing forever. <laughs> like, like I mean, the, the, the mics and the, the inputs and all that stuff have been dialed in on that computer. And I literally, I just didn't even want to move it or touch anything because it was so good. And then it died. So I'm kind of trying to dial these in in the... I, I got a replacement. I got another iMac, a newer iMac, ran down to Lansing in the middle of a thunderstorm and picked up a newer version of the iMac. It's a pretty nice piece of equipment, uh, liking, liking it. And, and the good news is I've been able to kind of transfer this stuff over. It seems to be okay. Um, not going to lie to you, though, it's a little nerve-wracking when you're like, okay, 
what did I lose here? What, and I don't think I lost much in the way of data. Uh, I think a lot, most of the recordings I had uploaded to Dropbox, except I had one uh, recording with Dr. Lance Timmerman for the Dental Hacks Daily that I seem to have lost. And uh, I feel bad about that, but I think Lance will probably record with me again just so we can make up for, for lost time on that deal. Anyhow, pretty exciting stuff coming up. I did get a new computer, and, and I the the loss of the old computer has been relatively painless so far. I'm sure there's probably stuff on there that I don't know that I'm missing, but so far, so good. Thank goodness for life on the cloud, though, right? I mean, like, so much of my stuff was already in Dropbox or whatever, so I, I didn't lose too much. So that was good. So what I thought I would do, the last episode of The Dental Hacks, we did an Ask Me Anything episode, and there were a bunch of questions, and I actually had the Alameda Experience crew over at Facebook throw me questions, and a lot of them were you know thrown at us after we had recorded the episode. So I thought I would go through and answer some of those questions uh, on this episode, uh, this Memorial Day episode of The Alameda Experience. So uh, with that, I think we should get this show started. dentist with too much time on his hands and too much recording equipment in his basement. Armed with an obsession to bring entertaining and informative content to the dental world in a way that's never been done before, I give you the Alan Mead Experience. All right, so let's get going on some of these questions. Uh, A lot of really good questions. We're going to start with a question from Melanie Sisko. She asked, what are some limiting beliefs that you've held uh, that have held you or other dentists back? Uh, that's a good question. I think that um, I think that she's getting at what are the limitations that you're putting on yourself? And I get it. I, I think in some ways, you know, we're a lot of times when you hear that question, it's some business guru who's trying to trying to, you know, sell you on something. But the bottom line is like some of the things that um I, I'm going to go and say, okay, I have a, I have a certain discomfort or fear of surgery. I don't, I don't love if it's going to require me to suture, if it's going to require me to, to dig too much. I don't love that, and 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 the kind of anxiety I get when I'm in the middle of that. I, I will say, I went uh, to the Dominican Republic back in 2015, so it was like three years ago. Right now, um, they were on Facebook. I there were pictures of it that came across Facebook from three years ago. It's pretty cool. Um, and we got to place, I think I placed like 17 or 18 implants in a matter of two days or something like that. It was a lot of implant placement. Um, and frankly, there's a lot of cutting people open and sewing them back up. And what happened was even in a period of two days with multiple, you know, with reps like that, I did feel myself becoming more comfortable. Uh, and so when I know that when you have reps like that, you can, you can kind of take the beliefs that you have and sort of change them. Every dental student knows the first time they have to drop a, a class two box on a posterior tooth, it's like the most nerve wracking thing you've ever done. And when you think about it as, as a regular restorative dentist, you do that stuff all day, every day without thinking about it. But the first few times you had to do it, the first times you were tested on it, it was super nerve wracking. Uh, I still kind of feel that way about surgery. And one of the tough things is unless you start doing a lot of surgery quick after a, an experience like I had in the Dominican Republic, you fall back to it. Like I wasn't placing a ton of implants. And so now I'm, I'm as anxious as I ever was probably at, you know, in heavy duty surgery like that. I don't mind, I, I don't mind taking teeth out. Um, that that's not as much of a thing, but for whatever reason, I'm kind of hung up on the idea when I have to do big suturing stuff. So that's, that's a limiting belief. I think 
I think some business things I probably would have a self-limiting belief. Uh, but you know what? The other thing is, is that some people have to realize that it's kind of okay if you have, uh, if sometimes it's okay, sometimes it's okay that you're, you're doing, you know, like it's not important to break through those things if you don't need to. Uh, it certainly hasn't hurt my life or anything like that. So, so there are, there's that one. Uh, Matthew Jordan asks, how do you maintain your cool when your staff drops and breaks something expensive? Um, you know, how do you maintain your cool? at the office period, you know, when a patient does something right. Uh, yeah, I get frustrated with my team members sometimes. I, I can't think of a time when they've dropped something expensive and broken it more than anything. They've sometimes stuff that they don't realize is not disposable or something like that gets thrown out. Of course, I don't usually see that at the time it happens. So I more get irritated after the fact, but, um, the older I get, the less stuff, there's tons of stuff that's irritating there's a lot less stuff that's to the point where I lose my cool. Very occasionally I will. I'll go back into my office and I'll just close the door and just kind of just, you know. There's been times I've, I've yelled a little bit in my office with the door closed. I, I, I'm not proud of that, but um, I don't, I'm not a yeller. I don't yell at my team. Um, in fact, if I even say something sideways to them, they notice it in a big way because that's how, I just don't, I'm just not like that. So, so. That's a little bit, uh, that's a little bit, I don't know that, I think it's better that way. I think that, I think that, 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 that I've got no kind of uh, uh, leg to stand on if you're, if you're a yeller, if you're angry. I, that would, I can't imagine a team member want to stick with you. And I've, I've got some team members that have been with me for, I don't know, like uh, 19, 20 years. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I've, I don't, uh, I don't lose my cool that way. I'm much more likely to bitch and complain about it after the fact to someone else, that sort of thing. Um, but for the most part, I, I don't lose my cool at the office, but again, you know, my schedule is such, and my, my lifestyle is such that I, I don't push myself real hard at the office. I have a much more mellow schedule than most people do by design. Uh, so, so there's that. <clears throat> All right. So Angela Hilo, who is, um, a Minnesota grad friend of mine asks, what does your wife really think of this podcasting gig? And I laugh because I think that you would have to she would tell you different things depending on when you asked her. Uh, when it keeps me out of her hair, when uh, when I get paid to do cool things, when it's worth, I think she thinks it's great. It's it's a hobby that's, uh, for my life, it's almost all-encompassing. Like this day, outside of going to the, the parade, it's pretty much all I've done. I, I've basically been working on it. Because I, I have a trip coming up to Washington where I leave early, early, early Thursday morning. So I've got to get all the episodes and all the content ready to go. So I've been working at that all day today. Um, so it takes a lot of work at times. It does on a regular week. It doesn't, but at times it takes a lot of work. So, um, I'm, I'm gone down here. There's nothing worse for me that when I hear her knocking on the door, yelling downstairs, knowing that she probably needs me for something and I've disappeared down here. Uh, so it's kind of like having a weird hobby, but then you have a lot of people listening to your weird hobby. It's kind of crazy. Um, on days when she needs my help doing other stuff and I've got podcast stuff, I think she probably thinks it's petty and, and it drives her crazy. Um, it's a little different because it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a second side career at this point. So it's not quite as, it's not quite as much a, a silly little hobby at this point. It's, you know, I kind of, I have people kind of counting on me for stuff to come out. So, um, it does take a lot of work and, uh, it's cool. I like doing it. If I didn't like doing it, I wouldn't, but I, I think there's times uh, where she would tell you she thinks it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> but I think for the most part, she's 
she's okay with it. it keeps me busy and and it, it's given me some cool opportunities too. What would be great is if I could involve her more, like when I get to do trips or I you know do the voices of dentistry in Scottsdale, bring her with with two little kids and a farm to run. That's not easy a lot of times. So we need to do better planning about that. I think probably what I should do is have her on the show sometime and uh, we could talk about that and other stuff. There's probably plenty to talk about there. So maybe I'll work on doing that. All right. So, uh, Josie asks, it's Josie DeVideo. She's her middle name or her, her old last name is very difficult and scary to me. So I'll just say DeVideo, Josie, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, while podcasting in your basement, are you wearing pants? At the moment, no, I'm wearing shorts. Uh, that's a less sexy answer than I, I think you were anticipating, but uh, you can kind of wear whatever you want to. Yeah, I get that, but I'm currently wearing shorts. How many hours per week do you spend on podcasting activities? This is a funny question because uh, I think I probably, when people ask that, I probably minimize. I probably say less than I actually do. Cause I'm not sure that I keep track of it. And the other thing is a lot of times I'll work on it at the office between patients, particularly the stuff where you have to write show notes or write stuff. Cause I can, I can do that at any time, you know, like I can give anesthesia and work on that or I can do. So if you added it all up, I'll bet you it's at least five or six hours a week, maybe more depends also on if we're doing a lot of uh, recording. So, uh, you know, that's also working on it, but you can't make recording go. I listen to the podcast and edit the podcast kind of at double speed most of the time. Uh, so it takes less time to edit than it does to record. You you can't record in double speed. You've never been able to figure out how to do that. So um, so I probably spend five or six hours a week on it. I'm typically doing it in the evenings after work, you know, after the boys are in bed on the weekends sometimes. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, do, I do put a fair amount of time into it. What's really funny, though, is that I spend a lot less time now than I did in the beginning because I have my workflow down much better. And, um, you know, I've been doing it for long enough where it's, it's pretty quick and pretty easy. The other thing is having good gear, having when I invested in the ridiculous gear that I have sitting on this desk, um, means that there's the, the, (laughs) the input is, you know, you garbage in garbage out kind of thing. The input is much better now than it used to be. Like the sound, I really have to do a whole heck of a lot to the sound. I can adjust volumes as it's going in. So there's not a ton of stuff I have to do on that end of it. It makes it a little faster too. Um, it's funny, these Dental Hacks Daily episodes are editing out much faster. They're they're very quick to do. I mean, they're, they're about 12 to 15 minutes, and they probably take me 30 minutes per episode to do. Uh, and I'll, I'll do four or five, six of them at once, get it all done. It's pretty cool. You just get it done and, and you can set it out there. Kind of like the website too, the editing and, and getting the getting the photography and all that stuff for the web things. It's not. It's taking less time than I expected it would, so it's, it's very gratifying that. She's also asking uh, Laurel or Yanny, and um, I have heard both, Laurel and Yanny. Uh, if you don't mess with the the pitch at all. I mean, there's a bunch of these apps where you can mess with the pitch and you'll hear both of them. I definitely hear Laurel, which I think means I'm old. My ears are old, but I have been a dentist for 20 some years. So I'm sure that my ears are completely wrecked from that. Also, I used to mow the lawn at my dad's office when I was like, I don't know, when I was a teenager and I would put headphones in with my Walkman to listen to music. And so I had to play it, those in-ear earbuds and I had to play it loud enough. So it would drown out the lawnmower so I could hear it. So the bottom line is 
I wrecked my ears probably long since before going into dental school or becoming a dentist, but then being a dentist doesn't help either with the high-pitched whine. So let's be honest. I'm here in Laurel because my ears are probably wrecked. So uh, Audra Ward asks, do you ever regret becoming a dentist? Um, no, I really don't. There are times when I would love to not be a dentist, but I don't, I don't have regrets. Okay, so... A couple of reasons I can say that. First off, I graduated in 1997, so I was I was in dental school in the mid 90s, and honestly, my debt load. My parents paid for my undergrad, so I didn't have I didn't have a dollar of debt from undergrad, which is amazing when you think about that. Took out loans for dental school, and I had about a grand total of eighty four thousand dollars in loans, and that seemed like a lot when I got out. I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay that? But but the reality is, I I think I. I want to say I refinanced it for 15 year payoff soon after I got out of school. And I think, I think my rates were like one and a quarter. They, they were low enough that my accountant wouldn't let me pay them any faster than they were going to be paid off. So I, I, I had a 15 year refi. Uh, so, I mean, I paid my student loans off six, seven years ago now. Um, so that part of it, and, and I remember my payment was $446 71 cents every month. And that, you know, the longer I'd been out, the less that, that wasn't that much. It didn't seem like that big of a deal. When I'm hearing people, you know, $3,000, $4,000 a month, that's like, that's insane. That's, that's a jumbo mortgage. You know, that's, that's the, and, and I mean, that's just for your education. Uh, so I have no regret. I mean, like, would I do, would I, could I see being a dentist in a different way? Could I see working less? Could I see, yes, I absolutely could. I think, so many people that I know in this space, particularly this like podcasting, this continuing education, this sort of cool community we've put together, so many people are looking at a side hustle because because being a dentist is a bit of a grind. You know, it's it's um. I've always said that uh, it's it's tough on your back. I have a hump. You know, I look I look like a dentist. My posture's terrible. I don't have pain from it or anything like that. But more than anything, I think it's an emotional grind. I mean, there are days, there are days when I'm like, man, I just can't deal with the people. Then there are days where you're like, these people are great. I'm really glad that I get to, to do this for them. It's, you know, so I, I don't have any real regrets because I look at other things and I'm like, first off, I don't think that they would have offered me the chances to do the things that I can do. You know, I've been a business owner since 1998. I've owned my practice since 1998. I freaking paid it off in 2004 or something like that. Um, so I've been in a position to, to be able to have a, a, a pretty decent income without a huge debt load for a long time. I will say graduating when I did means that I, I, it was kind of a sweet spot when it comes to the debt thing. I don't think you could do what I do, what I did now without going into significantly greater debt. And that I, you know, you hear me talk about debt all the time. That freaking freaks me out that kind of debt. So I don't have any regrets. Uh, you know, it's been good to me. I'll be okay when I'm done or when I can't do it anymore. I'll be okay. I think I'll probably stay stay at least in in the space even when I'm not a clinical dentist. But uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, most days I like going to work, like working with my team, all that stuff. Matthew Standridge asks: Over your career, do you notice people becoming harder to deal with? Um, I'm gonna say no. What it is is I what I notice actually is my ability to handle them is significantly better most days. Now, if I'm in that spiritual spot where I'm feeling negative and complaining, and, well, and that happens a lot, don't get me wrong. Um, so I think people are people, and, and I handle them better or worse depending on how well I'm doing for myself. I know it sounds, that's an incredibly unsatisfying answer. 
I don't think people are any worse now than they ever were. I think some younger folks are probably a bit more entitled. Um, there's some generational things, but I also don't know that I think it's fair to paint with a super broad brush. Um, I think people are people. I think I think I, I actually work in a town where uh, they were GM employees, union employees had this killer insurance, and they don't they don't really have that anymore. So there's this weirdness there where they felt entitled because of what they used to have and they don't have now. Many to most of them have come to grips with it and are still pretty great patients. Like I look back at the relationships that I've been able to build with these people and I remember rolling my eyes at some of the things that they would said when I w- would say when I was younger and now I look back and I, I almost find those gruff uh, stances or those, you know, those, those sort of entitled sounding things. I almost find it's, om- I almost like, have affection for them. If you can believe that it sounds silly, but like some of these people I've been, you know, I've been their dentist for 20 years and, and, uh, and we've sort of grown old together in a way. It is crazy when you have patients that have been seeing you for that long, the relationships are kind of, they, they can be very cool. Um, and I think of the people that have left, I've, for some reason lately, I've, I've thought of a bunch of people that I haven't seen for eight or nine years or whatever. And, and they clearly don't consider me their dentist anymore. And I don't really have, I don't really have a ton of regrets about that either. Um, in general, what I have found is that if you can create a relationship, and actually if you can create a connection with this person outside of the fact that you give them shots and drill on their teeth, in other words, if you know something about them, whether it's their family, what they like to do, you know that sort of thing, if you can make a connection like that. I used to do it out of survival. Now I do it because I actually enjoy kind of knowing a little bit more about these people. That makes it that makes it better, and so in that way, I think people are not necessarily harder to deal with, um, and I'm better at dealing with them clearly. So if they if they got harder, I just got better even faster, something like that. I know that sounds crazy, but it's it's kind of true. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I have I have my days. Anyone who's seen you know some of the private Facebook groups, I have my days for sure. But uh, I think I think I I'm doing better, and I don't notice people are any harder than they ever were. Melissa Sharbo-Zettler asks, how long did it take you to recognize an employee that doesn't fit and then want to do something about it? This is a big learning curve for me. I always wanted to teach them. This is a struggle. This is a struggle for me because I'm a people pleaser and I don't really like to, I don't like to let people go, even though I think my happiness would be better when they're, if they were gone. So this has always been a problem for me over the years. And the few, the few times I've let people go, it's been excruciating. I'm not, I'm not good at managing people that way. I'm good at being, you know, happy and friendly when things are going well, when things aren't going well, I'm, I'm a mess. Cause I, I, I'm really conflicted about how, how tough of a stance to take. So I, I think Melissa knows this about me. I've, I've struggled with this in private Facebook groups. We've talked about this a lot. This has been a thing for us a long time. Okay. Matthew Jordan, what are some of your kill some time jobs you give your assistants to do on patients to make it seem like something is being done, but not really while you're stuck doing something else in another chair? So I have to tell you, my I, I schedule things to give myself plenty of time, so there isn't a ton of that. However, the pre-op uh, provisional impression is always a good time killer. But honestly, I think patients feel a little bit better as soon as they're in a chair. If they're in a dental chair, and we have TVs in the operatories and stuff, so we can keep them busy on that stuff. If they're in a chair, it's very different than being in the waiting room. You know what I'm saying? It's it's very different. Even Even if they're waiting for me, they're at least in a dental chair. So I, I tend to not get a lot of complaints about that. 
and I don't do the roller skate thing between chairs very often anymore. I used to, but I don't really do that now. So, but I, I think a lot of the pre-op stuff for, for, um, you know, lab, lab fabricated restorations can buy you that time if need be. That's, that's been my biggest thing. <clears throat> um, Melanie Cisco asks another one. Have you ever met a dentist who has had a patient die during their visit? Yes, I have. He was a friend of mine. Uh, I mean, he still is a friend of mine, but he, he was in Saginaw. And he actually moved away some years back. And the patient was from Saginaw that died. It, it, he actually, the patient died in his chair. He hadn't done anything yet. <laughs> like, in other words, the worst would be like if you gave anesthesia and they stroked out and died or something like that. You'd feel, uh, I mean, the, the patient had a heart attack in the chair before he'd ever started anything. So it, I'm, I'm sure it was soul crushing, but it was, there was never any question that it was the dental work that did it or anything like that. Um, so in that sense, I mean, I do know someone like that and, and it's, I mean, it's, it's obviously super uncommon, but it, but it has happened. I know, I know I'd be interested to know if any of the, anyone else in the Alameda experience Facebook group knows anyone or knows of, of that. I mean, I, I won't lie to you. A lot of my surgical informed consent has to do with the patient's general health before I get going. And because I basically don't want to kill the person. (laughs) We see plenty of people that are smokers with, super high blood pressure and all the, all this stuff. And you're like, man, when you draw the line as to whether you'll do surgery on them or not. I, and I won't lie to you. That's, I always think back to this, this guy's patient who died in the chair. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit broken that way. So yeah, I do know someone who, but it wasn't me. I've had, I've had, I think three people, four people, maybe, uh, the only medical problems we've had are fainting, uh, syncope. Which is still plenty scary. Don't get me wrong. Pretty scary when they when they pass out in your chair. Uh, it hasn't happened for a long time, and uh, all of them were were uh, uncomplicated kinds of things where we were able to get them help, and they, they were okay. Typically, they're super embarrassed, is what it is. But uh, that's the only real medical emergency we've had. Okay, Flash Davies asks. Um, he's got several questions. This is great. How do you pay staff when you're on vacation? Um, well. Lately, we've been trying to plan our vacations together, and I always thought this was a really old-fashioned thing to do until it works out really well, and you're like, oh, wait, this is great. So no one really has to worry about that. Um, I'll leave the—when I'm not there, I will leave the office on a skeleton crew, but I have to tell you, I have incredibly reasonable team members, and so if I'm not there, they understand that, that it goes to a skeleton crew, and we kind of rotate through who gets to work when, and I, there's really not a lot of hard feelings. This is miraculous. This is my team is amazing that way. Um, I personally, I mean, I don't feel like it's fair for me to just be gone and not have the team working, but but I give them ample paid time off to use in whatever way they want. So what happens in my in my office, it's more often than not, they've got leftover vacation by the end of the year that we pay them for. So the reality is I don't make it particularly tough on them. Uh, if, they, if, if I'm not there and they're not going to work, they've got tons of vacation to take, so that's typically what happens. Okay, he's got another one. Do you wear ear protection during procedures? If so, what type and brand? No, I don't at all. I, I think I mentioned earlier how wrecked my ears are. So that's a uh, number three. When will the Allen Meat Experience bobblehead of Allen be available? They're on back order. I, uh, I, my manufacturer is somewhere in Thailand, and I just I haven't heard from them in a while. So I'll, I'll work on that. Question four. Which Marvel character has the nicest slash strongest teeth? Well, goes a couple ways. First off, um, you can hardly ever go wrong with Thor, being that he is—he's um, a god, you know—he's an, uh, an Asgardian god. So probably 
as indestructible things go. And plus, he's you know he's a big handsome dude, so he's got nice teeth. I'm I gotta figure Hulk's teeth are pretty amazingly strong. But I wonder if it's only in Hulk form and like not in Bruce Banner form. Last but certainly not least, you've got Wolverine, whose skeleton has been um, basically replaced by adamantium, which is the hardest metal in in the universe. And I'm thinking to myself, his teeth don't appear to be silver. So I don't know if his teeth were affected. So I guess I have to, I'm going to say Thor comes first, then Hulk, then Wolverine. Uh, what do you use in your vehicle, premium, mid-grade, or Delta unleaded? We use unleaded, man. I, I use I use the cheapest one. I have I have a uh, 2013 Ford Fiesta. That's what I drive, and so I put the cheap stuff in there. Do you trust the shading with a digital scanner? Actually, my scanner is the 3M, and it is in black and white. Thusly, I don't, I don't um, have any experience. I will say my co-host on the Dental Hacks, Jason, has a three shape, and he said it has been quite impressively good. So there's that. That's all that I know about shading with intraoral scanners. So I got a couple more of these. This is really fun, by the way. I didn't realize how much fun it was going to be to be doing this. Greg Klepper asks, learning to not allow patients' dissatisfaction or anger to affect you, not taking things personally when things don't go right, not trying to satisfy unreasonable demands from patients, not losing sleep over stuff that you can't control. I'm 15 years out, still struggle with these things. I think uh, a dentist, every dentist who, who cares about what they do is going to struggle with this stuff somewhat. Um, the difference between the ones I feel really bad about are the ones where it really didn't go well and it was my fault or, or I could have been better versus, you know, the patients that have unrealistic expectations There are two different things there, you know, and, and honestly, I will go to great lengths to make stuff right. I, I guarantee you, I am much quicker to redo things or to do things over again for free or whatever than probably most dentists because it's like I have this thing where I, if I know it's wrong, if I know that I can do better, I just tell them. I say, you know what, it's okay, but I think I can do better, and this one's on me. I, I, a lot of times, if the money is what's holding you up on that thing, your life will just be better if you just do it. Just, re, just redo it. Um, and, I mean, that goes from, you know, a crown, a filling. I've even redone dentures and stuff. I mean, I don't do it all the time. I don't, it's not like I'm doing it every day. But it, but it, the reality is, is I think even the best dentists need to redo stuff. Sometimes stuff doesn't go right. And so I am, I think my team would tell you I'm too quick to do that in a lot of cases, that the patient is being unrealistic. But, but I think sometimes it just makes me feel better. Um, so uh, maybe that's not the best way to, to line your pocket, but. It, uh, the whole sleeping well at night thing is a pretty big deal to me. So I tend to do that. So it really, you, you have to be good at determining if it is something you can do better uh, or not, if it's an unrealistic expectation by the patient. The other thing is, is that I have been, and this is partly, partly my dad's fault because he was a, he, he was and is a big hero donist. I, I still am one to probably do things more heroically on some teeth than I should. There was a time when I was much better about that, but I, I still struggle with that, where I, I try and do things that realistically they're not going to last for too long. And so when they come in after a couple of years and they fail, you look like a jerk. And sometimes I, I find myself being really honest about that, going, you know, I wanted this to work better. It was probably not a good idea at the time that we did it. And then I, I find myself probably financially, you know, taking a hit on that deal where I'm, I don't know, the classic thing is a tooth that really just doesn't have enough tooth structure when you put the crown on or what have you, and you end up doing a bridge or an implant, and you're like, yeah, I kind of will take care of some of that. Yeah. Bottom line is that I tend to 
if I can sort out whether it's unreasonable expectations or just things didn't go well, then I kind of go with my gut. I tend to give it away more than a lot of people do, but also it's just one of those things where I definitely, I feel better at, you know, when I'm going to bed, I don't feel too much regret on that stuff. So that's mine. All right. Um, Melanie Cisco has one more. What is your or other dentist's advice to avoid the pressures of healthcare? Well, uh, as well documented, my vice back in the day was uh, taking opiates. <laughs> I mean, I used to have a real problem with drugs and alcohol. Uh, so I don't have that vice to fall back on. I know that a lot of dentists do. I don't really, I don't preach against it, but I, I will tell you that my life is much better without any of that stuff in it. Um, I will say, though, that I treat food similar. You know, food is very soothing to me, so a lot of times I will I will eat too much or I will, you know, I will use that kind of as a soothing mechanism. Uh, and that's that's bad for my health in other ways, you know. it's So I think... Your best advice, if you can get into it, and I know this is easy to say, hard to do, is you know if you can find yourself enjoying a certain kind of exercise where you can actually take out your take out your anger and in, in uh, on the on the road if you're a runner or or on the bike or whatever, um, I think that's your best advice by far. It clearly uh, a regular exercise makes your life so much better in so many different ways, but your mental health is actually what I think probably the biggest benefit. When I'm exercising regularly, I always seem to be able to regulate my my uh, my mood and my mental health so much better. Um, having a hobby is good. Being able to like, I, I like doing the podcast, and and it's a good outlet for me. I never watch TV anymore. I never like like a lot of the stuff that people like, you know, watching too much TV or whatever. I, I'm never on TV. I never watch TV anymore. I'm too busy doing this stuff. I am online all the time, though. I mean, social media is a horrible vice for me. I think that I think in general. If it weren't for the fact that I do the podcasting thing like this, I think it's not good for me. Um, <laughs> I've talked about this before. I mean, I'm okay, but it's just I, I look, I think of the time suck that it is and that sort of thing, but I am online all the time. One of the reasons that I do what we do is because I'm online. So, All right, you guys, this was really great. This was, this was surprisingly fun to answer these questions. Uh, I appreciate you uh, listening to the podcast. I appreciate you putting up with the fact that I'm so irregular about doing it. Uh, I, I do enjoy it. I think the Alameda experience is a different kind of podcast for dentists. I like it. Uh, and I just, I'm just grateful that you guys are still part of it and still listening. So if you thought this was a, a fun thing to do, let me know if you, if you, if you like what we're doing over at the dental hacks, any of the new stuff, or if you don't like it, I'd love to know that too. And if you haven't joined the Facebook group for the Alameda experience, go to Facebook and search Alan Mead experience. You got to use a password, which would be premier or Cosmonent, and we'll get you in. And uh, again, thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you guys the next time.